yeah, so my contact pictures, you my contact picture blah, 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 of for everybody used to be um, a bunch of like I just picked the most unflattering photo I sure. could find of them from like doom scrolling all the way down into the depths of their Facebook profile or something. Yeah, but then uh, but then Google updated it to their Google contacts photo, so now it's unfortunately curated by the people who want to have the most flattering photo of themselves. What's my picture? I don't think I have one for you. And I was gonna say I don't think I'm on there. <laughs> the most fitting thing would probably be um, Natiri from Avatar, but a Futa rendition of her. Oh, that's <laughs> not what I want. It'd either. be hard to see in that small of a picture, though. And yet, that is that is something that makes me think of Brian. <laughs> so, uh, well, what do you guys think about that big turtle dick? What? <laughs> In Avatar? No, Ding I Brian, you're going to have to describe oh, oh, yeah, the situation nah, for our nah, listeners. Brian sent us a picture of someone Vigio. forcefully, forcefully, gently, but like yeah. against the turtle's will, uncopulating two tortoises. And it, there's got a giant pancake dick, but I'm like not surprised. Huge I'm not surprised for, by that. I've seen, that I've seen turtle dick before. I, I've never, I guess I never I have. have. No, pull I've, it up I've in song reggae. Pull, I'm it not, well, we'll pull it up in a bit. We should at least address, since we're getting started, why Rick's not here. And the answer to that is uh, he told us to call him out to the podcast when we were ready, and we thought it'd be funnier <laughs> if we just didn't do that and record the intro without him. So that's what's going on. Uh, don't tell him. Uh, you know what I don't want? Uh, for women to read your mind. Oh, I was going to say pissing blood, because that's what I did last night. <laughs> but you're right. I, I don't want women to read my mind. And that brings us in. Hi, I'm Josh. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I'm a misogynist. Hi, I'm I'm Brian. I'm an illustrator here in Nashville, and I, uh, I, I try a lot of women's products. Gosh, I don't know the first... I don't even know what this movie is called right now. So I'm Caleb. I'm an analyst here in Nashville, and I got started in show business because I was a janitor. And we're opinionated. listener request month but uh we've got lots of folks going out of town and so rather than break it up with a bunch of weeks in between we're putting a little pause and then we're just gonna start it and have four episodes four listener request episodes back to back so tonight we're watching a valentine's movie maybe we don't know i don't know if we've seen this before we're watching what women want that's what, what it was called what women want came out in 2000 currently has a 54 on rotten tomatoes it was written by Josh Goldsmith and Kathy Yuspa, and it w- was directed by Nancy Myers. It stars Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt, Marissa Tomei, Alan Alda, and many others. And I, here. I got I got A cocky, chauvinistic advertising executive magically acquires the ability to hear what women are thinking. I also forgot who Mel Gibson was. <laughs> He's the one who... Who, did you, who are you saying about the gender thing, then? Gosh, darn it. I'm so... I, you put me on the spot, and I'm so bad with freaking <laughs> actors' names. You're thinking the about... The guy Joker. that played Han Solo. Oh! Oh, 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 fuck. Harrison Ford? Yes, Harrison Ford. I Damn figured, it. I thought he was a carpenter. Whatever. Could, he, he has the I, look of that. So I don't... I honestly don't know why we think that this is a Valentine's Day movie, other than it's kind of a rom-com. Because... Uh, <laughs> What is a Valentine's Day movie? I, something romantic, I would say. But I, I mean, suggest it's Deadpool. But this movie is about a chauvinist overcoming his chauvinism. So kind. I, 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 it'll be funny. I've seen <laughs> I've seen it once with Sarah. My wife had to sit down and watch it, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Can you imagine them making this movie today? Just no. the main character. No, no, they did, they did, they did it, but they flipped the script where it was like, oh yeah, yeah, that's what they would do instead. Because so you're punching up instead of there's a white guy that hates women, and he's like, and he's he an, doesn't hate he's women. An advertising said he is chauvinistic. He's, yeah, he he is okay, terrible to women, but he doesn't hate them. Okay, okay. And he's like, he's an advertising executive. So they're like really stacking up the things of making this guy kind of a skis ball yeah. for him to eventually learn his lesson, but still get the girl at the end, right? Yeah. Because mm. it's a 2000 movie. It's just a locker room talk. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I, I thought the movie was fun. Have you guys heard? I mean, Caleb, you didn't even know who was in it. Have Brian, have you I think heard I saw it when I was it? like fucking 16 or something on, okay. on like uh, Fox, Super Fox, whatever the bigger Fox is. Sure. Sure. You FX know who, or something like FX, that? FX, yeah. You know who would be great to have in here right now? 
Uh, probably Rick, since his wife makes him watch a lot of rom coms. I thought you were going to say because he's chauvinistic. <laughs> uh, but nah. He just thinks that they have a pre preordained place that they should be. Boy, boy, he's going to be mad if he edits this. <laughs> uh, well, you know, we don't really have much to say about it. Let's go in and watch it. Before we do, uh, since we've pushed back Listener Request Month, you have some extra time to get us your suggestions. Definitely send us what you want us to watch, good or bad. You can send us something awesome that we'll love or send us something to torture us. But send those to our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. Additionally, we have a Patreon if you want to help support us there. For as little as a buck a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content, including first impressions, listener requests, and even some uh, bonus gaming content. We also post all of our episodes there early. So whenever we're done editing it, uh, it goes up on the Patreon before it goes live on Mondays. So definitely go check that out. Again, it's patreon.com slash opinionated. Guys, we'll be bit. Bit Guys, we'll be back in just a minute with one additional host uh, after we're finished watching What Women Want. That girl we met last night at the club? Nothing happened after you put her in the cab, right? It did? Something happened? She said she had to be in bed early. Well, I had her in bed by 11. Nick Marshall thought he was God's gift to women. Cappuccino extra foam. Tala grande. Grande, or at least I like to think so. Next. But he's about to discover... <laughs> What women think. Let me get your cab, sir. Thank you, Flo. You're welcome, my little sweet buns. What did you say? Me? Nothing. I can hear what women think. Whoa, lighten up that aftershave, buddy. I'm talking personal, private stuff. The stuff that nobody on earth is supposed to hear. I hear that stuff. It's driving me crazy. Even French poodles, I can hear them. Monsieur, I need to poo-poo. I don't know how this happened to you or why, but you may just be the luckiest man on Earth. Hello, I'm Darcy. Think of the possibilities. Great photographs. No clue they're all Margaret Burke White. They're not all Margaret Burke White, are they? Yeah, I'll leave it over to add one. Uh, oh, not, hey, the new ones do not. Us, oh, yeah, right? yeah, I'm here now. Now, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in there wondering, like, all right, when did, man, it's God. taking a long. Are they are they having problems out there? What's going on? Jesus, so weird. They haven't asked me to come back and help record the intro yet, <laughs> motherfuckers. Rick, you're out. I don't know how to tell you. <laughs> Sorry, but where the fuck are you guys gonna record? You know, I've really I've really prayed on this, and I just feel really good about <laughs> you not really being calm. here anymore. I feel great about. I feel, this. Great, sense <laughs> I feel great sense of peace. I feel great sense of peace. You can keep paying for the firing. movies. You can like let us hang out. We'll in your still garage. watch the movies yeah. with you. Yeah. Can you uh, ask your wife to keep feeding us if you would. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. By the way, I do have the like. The feet for this, the TV, so we can start watching them. Those feet, yeah. I found I, I bought the ones that you, you found and they work. So, oh, good. It's uh, weird I, to me that they work and yet are still not installed. Why would I install them? Why would you not? Because That's the purpose of buying I them. I didn't feel like doing it. You checked to see if they fit <laughs> yes. and then didn't install them. I did not have a lot of time at the time. I was like, okay, they fit. All right, I mean, I'm out of here. He's got a family and stuff. I guess yeah. that's fine. Mm, you just sound like a typical lazy man. Yeah. If you yeah. want to do it, you're the yeah. podcast of your family. Misogynist, <laughs> not installing TV legs. <laughs> that's it. Just chauvinist against TVs. You know, we, if, we if said what we, we if said what we, you guys are saying is that I am the most like Mel Gibson of all of us, I'll take it. Okay. We're healed to die on, but at least you're dead. Yeah. If that's what you want. <laughs> Mel, uh, Mel Gibson's really hot you know, these days. You know, oh gosh. You know, we he said, did a whole bunch of awards for his last movie. We so. said that we what, picked what's this. What was his last movie? Hacksaw Ridge. I, I, I've been, yeah, I've been hearing pretty all right things yeah. about it. I don't think I like it. Uh, like obje- it, I think yeah. I'll objectively think it's a good movie. I just don't like the... Yeah, you're not big into war movies. Oh, I, no, I thought it was... Fuck, I'm not thinking, thinking of Gibson. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. No, I'm thinking <laughs> of fucking uh who is that that other guy? Who who uh The Rock. No, fucking uh <laughs> Nicolas Cage. No, stop. Just give me a second. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Denzel Washington. Oh, Brad Pitt. Forrest Gump, you thought that was his last movie? No. Who plays Forrest Gump? Oh, Tom Hanks. I thought it was Tom Hanks' new movie that oh, I was thinking okay. of where he like is a grumpy old man, but then he finds a kitten and like there's an ethnic family oh, that lives across uh, from Calgary. To... I mean, it's, the book's a man called Ove, but they like picked a different name that's easier for American people to say. A man called Car. Ove isn't particularly difficult for me to yeah. say. I'm aware. Yeah, but, like, but it's they, not they a changed, good American. A man called Bob. 
Yeah, it's exactly. effectively that. Can yeah. we talk about this movie? No, it's, it, sure. We picked it. It's weird because <laughs> we, we picked, didn't pick it, asshole. <laughs> well, you know, everyone who bothered to show up on <laughs> <laughs> a dick. <laughs> we, we 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 prayed about it. The, <laughs> uh, we picked it for Valentine's Day, and having gone back in and watching it again. Not really a Valentine's Day movie. Uh, why I disagree. Not? Absolutely, what, what it about is. not a Valentine's think, Day? What about movie? it is a Valentine's Day? It movie. is a romantic comedy. A romantic, it is a movie it is where an asshole com. learns to be a decent person. Unless you're like Christmas movies have to take place on Christmas. Do Christmas movies have to cl- take place on Christmas? How many Valentine's Day movies are there that are like actually on Valentine's I bet, Day? I mean, fucking a couple. Otherwise, it's like, just a rom com. Only one I can think of is Valentine's Day movie. If it doesn't because a happen movie. On Valentine's <laughs> the only one I can think Day. of is My Bloody Valentine, and I don't think that's much that of a. Counts. That's a Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> so romantic. There are movies that have like that go over Valentine's Day, but don't like focus on it. Like fucking sure. Five Hundred okay. Days of Summer. Okay. Or yeah, that's it was. Fair. yeah counts. All right. As long okay. as they reference Valentine's Day somewhere in there, that works. I didn't know that you didn't know that this was a uh, Valentine's <laughs> Day movie then. <laughs> I, the movie would not be made today. Um, no. At, at the, least not. It would not be made the same way. Today. Well, no, because, I was about to say, because they, they basically did remake this movie just from the other foot. And, yeah. Well, right, I haven't seen that, so I can't, I can't, I can't, I don't I can't speak it. to that one. I will say, I, I still enjoyed the movie thoroughly. It's, it's a good movie. Yeah, like, it, it is, really it is, a, it is I a remember good thinking about this movie randomly. Like, every now and then it would just pop into my head for no reason. I couldn't figure out why. Right. The, the gist of it is that Mel Brooks is kind of a... Gibson. Mel Brooks. Who? Mel Garth Gibson. Brooks. <laughs> Not Mel Brooks. <laughs> different person. Here's a Schwartz. Smell my fingers, Brooks. Yeah. Mel Gibson is a self-entitled asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then because he shocks himself in the bathtub with a hairdryer while, <laughs> while using <laughs> lots of women's products. Right, yes. He can now read women's or hear women's thoughts. Correct, and he yes. uses this power to become less of an asshole. Well, no. No, he, he becomes a mega Well, asshole first he becomes sure. an asshole. He, not by his own idea, though. His fucking psychiatrist tells him to rule over women with an iron <laughs> fist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say that the progression is he is a giant asshole. Then he gets his shit kicked in a little. Then he uses okay. his powers, and, which he uses them to actually understand people from the beginning, which yeah. is like that's okay. that's why he maintains our uh, our our like he, he we stay on his side pretty much more or less through the movie. Like yeah. in the beginning, he's still a dick, but sure. he is a dick that you can see kind of at least a little bit of why people put up with him. Yeah, he's clearly good at his job on some level. He's even like a charming he's not, asshole. He's, that you like to yeah, hate. exactly. Like he's he is he is a person who is self entitled and and self centered, but at the same time he is charming. Like he has that natural charisma that you can go, all right, I see why people put up with this. But you can tell the moment people start seeing his like actual. Like you are actually start seeing how people are actually reacting to him. It's a completely different picture, and that's See, what the, I think starts the change in him. The, the the piece of that that I disagree with is I don't really see him get the shit kicked out of him much because but because he has some like oh there's the he's getting accumulate accumulated he's <laughs> getting accustomed to his new powers of like hearing people and that freaks him out for below like, oh yeah. why can I hear everybody everybody sure, sure. Josh you're oh, jumping can... ahead because the first time he gets the shit kicked out of him is that he thinks he's about to get this big promotion and yeah. then it does not happen at all yeah he gets yeah. it it turns out that like his entire way of life but that's is not something a that's going out the world of his misogyny it that's is just, yeah it is direct How? because the entire thing that he that the boss says is hey all the shit that we like like women and cars and awesome shit all that shit sucks now it doesn't sell for shit so we got to get out of here you can't and you can't do anything else right. mel gibson because you are a, like man's a man's man. man to the highest extent. Right. You have no idea what's going on and inside because, of a woman's head, so you can't sell you no idea products to, sell to women, women. Mm-hmm. who are the majority of the consumer market these days. Exactly. So his entire way of life is essentially going out the door as this movie starts. But, but he's he is, not like... Set, he's like, I'm going to fucking, I, I'm going to prove that a man's man can I, win. I right. will adapt. I will overcome. <laughs> right. No. Yeah. And then he does zero adapting in his initial meeting with this chick. Well, like, he adapts in how he uses women. He still uses women, yes. but he adapts in the. Fa- I would say and that's and that's the part that's weird to me. Well, I think that's he's the learning midpoint. his lesson while still. Like if you, it feels like he's, and the movie doesn't portray it this way, but it feels like he's still exploiting women to become the better person. Well, no, initially he absolutely. No, come is. on, let's get into some of the details. So this woman who is uh, Darcy McGuire, she winds up getting the job that he wants. Helen Hunt. Yeah, Helen Hunt. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and she has this big meeting where she passes out these pink boxes to all 
of these primarily men at the table that are full of yeah. women's products and mm -hmm. saying like, you all need to come to the table tomorrow morning with ideas of how to sell these things. Mm -hmm. right. Mel Gibson's so, being a really cool, understanding guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, honestly, he's it's not even that he's like being a big asshole, but he's kind of just being a baby. He's just not into it. Like he, he's not into it, and he re, like he is not trying to be into it. At he all. passes his pink box off to somebody else. Yeah, and no, has he, no intent of taking. Doesn't even and take then, it. And yeah. then when she passes one to him specifically, like calls him out in front of everybody, yeah. he just he catches it and like rolls his eyes dramatically. He's like, like he ain't pulling it. stuff uh -oh. out with his pin. Like I'm yeah. I, a bra. I've oh never touched one of these. Despite being an infamous womanizer here in his office. <laughs> right. And he and his not gay friend who doesn't totally want his dick <laughs> are jerking off on each other in the corner like, well, just what bros do, what right? What if he was the one guy that he could hear the thoughts of in the entire movie? <laughs> I, was, I was surprised the movie didn't make that joke because mm -hmm. the movie did make several like at one point he's hooked up with Marissa Tomei, the local barista. Oh, that's who that was. And, yeah. And he told her using his mind powers he knew he knows that she's concerned about him breaking you know he's just gonna pump and dump me he's gonna yeah, yeah. use me and leave me yeah and he Absolutely uses does. that to speak to those fears and assure her that that's not what's gonna happen <laughs> and then does it immediately it immediately does it but when she confronts him about it later she's like i could tell you're so sensitive it's it's because you're gay right no way <laughs> but we, we need to go over the sex scene first because the sex scene's really important <laughs> we're gonna jump around a lot in this well, movie let, i'm just saying let, let's stick with the, the pink the box movie, the movie yeah. made that joke but yeah. it didn't make the like male friend comes up and he can secretly hear their thoughts right yeah so so mel gibson takes the pink box home and this is the first moment where he's a dynamic character because initially he was like fuck this i'm not gonna play this game at all and then fast forward he's drinking an entire bottle of wine by himself unpacking each one of these products individually and using them even though it's stuff like a pregnancy test yeah. who is he listening to who is this woman's music yeah more set yeah I, he's like, I, I got, it starts I, out with sinatra I but mean, then just, it's the well yeah he, but that's too man he grabbed his daughter's stuff like he, yeah his, it yeah. was in his, his daughter's backpack and he was no, like all right this thought, is, we're also glossing weird. over the dance number that mel gibson <laughs> yeah that was the exactly. weirdest it's I mean, a it's, good thing it's just weird it's like hey you guys know what i can do dance i mean put it in with a fedora like bouncing off my elbow and shit hey you know i Doing I, the fancy think, moves. I think yeah, they are trying cool. to I think they are trying to tell sell us on him being an attractive person because I think that's what yeah. this movie is trying at the beginning to balance between is yes. on the one hand he isn't an asshole absolutely he is he is not a good person by any stretch of the imagination but he is also charming and a part of that like p human beings respond well to someone who is good at doing physical shit like right. that's yes. just how we're, right. we're wired and so anyway, well, and he puts on pantyhose he right. winds up slipping on the bathroom Does floor a super holding sexy dance number in those pantyhose <laughs> <laughs> he, he holding a hair dryer his leg hair he, <laughs> yeah he falls into the bathtub electrocutes himself wakes up and now he can read well the bathtub was also minds. full of like women's products so at first yeah. it seems like did you guys ever see that movie that was like honey i shrunk the kids except it was a mom of like a million kids and she happened to touch all these very specific individual chemicals throughout the day, like dishwashing detergent and stuff, but all of it comes together to make her shrink throughout mm, the movie. No. Until she just disappears, but then for whatever reason at the end of the movie, she returns back to normal size magically. Is this just she a just, nightmare that just, you had? It just, just fucking should hands. be. <laughs> if, if this rings a bell to any of you all listening to this, please let us make know. this your listener request. Because <laughs> right. I don't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> But he he has this this experience where he is electrocuted while holding and using a bunch of women's products, and the next morning he can hear his house cleaning lady's thoughts about him and what, like how awful and m how much he sucks. What what is that um that's not stereotype, but that uh that thing in a movie where guys or characters will be like right before they go see like man, I wish I lived in a dragging universe. A dragging universe. <laughs> and then he wakes he up. Does the, yeah. he's, looking at, he's looking at himself in the mirror wearing the lipstick and what the pantyhose. What do women think? Uh, yeah. I wish I knew what women want. Turns and looks directly at camera. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, um, God, the floor is so slippery. But, like, from moment one, he is getting a very different picture of the world. Like, we are, I think, getting the idea from the beginning that, like, his housekeeper clearly doesn't like him that much. But it is very And the much door lady wants to Fuck. I mean, Dorothy no, wants his She does dick. not want to have sex with She wants to use him she as a object. She wants to ravage him. <laughs> yes. yes. She likens him to Shaft. <laughs> I mean, he's wearing all black for the first half of the movie, like, when it's he's true. still evil. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. The first time I saw this, I was surprised when he came back and used everything in the box, because the way that he had reacted to receiving the box, to not getting the job, mm -hmm. to having 
Darcy come in and be sure. his new boss. Yeah. I expected to like, oh, it cuts back to him in the apartment and you see the pink box still unopened, like in the trash can. <laughs> oh, I was like thinking it was just like him staring at it with it unopened, like it's going to bite him. <laughs> you saw it in the background. <laughs> yeah. While he's like <laughs> drinking from the bottle of wine, you see the pink box in the background. Right. Out of focus in the middle of a table. Like, yeah. oh, it's just going to be there the whole night. <laughs> but it, it was a level of despite being as pissed as he is, he's mm-hmm. still taking his job seriously that yeah. I wasn't expecting from him. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that is a big part of why we don't like lose our sympathy for him is that he is actually making an attempt. Yeah. it's It does seem like a genuine attempt to make this work. He's just completely and utterly well, and, unsuited to it. And I think doing those kind of things makes him a character and not a caricature. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. it would be really easy for him to start off as a caricature mm-hmm. of just the asshole man and that, then eventually he evolves into a person. That's exactly how it would be written today is he would just be an absolute piece of shit in the beginning of the movie and then maybe by the end he would be different at he least. Ha- <laughs> but he's he's rounded out. He's got some admirable qualities. Yeah. 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 Even if he's he doesn't handle it well. Like you can tell that he cares about his daughter. To some degree. To yeah. Some he's just degree. not good at it. Even though he's bad at it and he really doesn't, like, he clearly hasn't put in the time right, to get exactly. to know her or yeah. raise her at all. Right. Because she, she basically says later in the movie, it's been 15 years and since they've really had any sort of real interaction. <laughs> right. It's been 15 years and they've never had a real yeah. interaction. It's not yeah. like at one she was having a pretty good time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I remember the day you first held me and then threw me out the window, Dad. <laughs> Said, what is this shit? I don't even have a dick. <laughs> I didn't have a dad and I turned out just fine. <laughs> So Mel Gibson has these newly developed psychic powers. He he wakes up. He talks to his house cleaning lady, to the door lady. He winds up walking to work, and he's just like bombarded with the thoughts of all these women. He like he's, right, he's yeah. basically yeah. Professor X who doesn't know how to use his power except he's not killing people. I, it's I, just too many thoughts inside the head. I also like the casual, just like thrown in randomly that he can hear the French poodle's thoughts. Yeah. 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 Oh, monsieur, 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 I must poo-poo. Yeah. Yeah. But it never comes up again. There's no like, oh, I can hear the thoughts of all the well, female yeah. birds. If he, if he had a fucking job that required that he cater to dog, females, female dogs, he would have talked you know, about that, dogs that's, more. That's the spinoff where it's like Kevin James running a zoo and he can <laughs> There's a couple of weird what things like that. What do women zebras want? <laughs> there's, there's a that there's just the general like surroundings of him getting and losing the ability to think about when, like hear women's thoughts. Yeah. But the weirdest thing to me is the fact that the opening of this movie said, you know what made this guy a misogynistic asshole? Titties. So many titties <laughs> just shoved in his tiny face. If he had no well, idea what to do with it. was like, you know, it's his mom's fault that he's a misogynist. That's right, yeah. Growing up in Vegas, his mom basically being a stripper. Uh-huh. Well, that, titties, and like all the terrible dad figures uh, yeah, that he had. Titties, yeah, titties, pimps, and sugar daddy. <laughs> that's it, yeah. That's, that's what made him like, a giant Bookmakers. Yes. <laughs> uh, I had to get that in there somewhere, so I just wanted to bring I it up. I completely forgot once. that that's yeah. pretty much why he grew up so bad, apparently. <laughs> anyway, but he winds it up eventually. It, up, it sets it up fine for him to be like, here's all these poor male role models. And sure. it does yeah. say that. But yeah. it also is weirdly like, oh, but he, his mom just coddled him too much. <laughs> he, he, she just loved him too much and raised Meanwhile, him in this you, environment. As, as you think he ever slapped his mom's ass? <laughs> as that's the voiceover, it's just a dozen of shots of like a tiny child. Okay, not tiny. Like an 11-year-old boy with women just shoving their tits in his face. As, like, like tassels like, flying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, yeah, I kind of think this might to be To be fair, he didn't seem like all turned on though, which is weird to me. You would think like, this dude who I mean, grows up to be a day. big womanizer kind of, it's weird that he's just like, no, this is just life. I don't get boners anymore. <laughs> no, this is what his concept of what a mother looks like. Yeah. I uh, mean. Yeah. 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 Mm, I got mm. it. Okay. It does get a little Freud. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of Freud, he winds up at the psychiatrist mm-hmm. basically saying, I'm about to have a mental breakdown. Yes. What the fuck is going on? Right. He eventually convinces her that he can actually hear women's thoughts which would be honestly pretty easy to convince someone that you can hear their thoughts all you have to do is well, just repeat their thoughts back which is what he which does, what yes. does. Yeah. like think of a number oh 49 billion 3 million this much and yeah. she's like oh you can read my thoughts yeah, then exactly. it turns out the psychiatrist woman is the most evil character in this entire film <laughs> She, it's, I thought she would show up again. I thought she I wanted thought so to like too, yeah. make yeah. a the study ex-wife. out of him. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I was thinking like he'd, he'd at some point be really high on his high horse about how he's like manipulating all these women and his wife would come in and just like destroy him mentally. Yeah. Well, because, okay, th- there's th- there's a lot of things I expected to be here that aren't. Like the wife, like them having some sort of interaction yeah. at the yeah. end. But specifically with the therapist, 
I think they could have had where she could have said something like, "Hey, you know, you don't know how you got this power, but you do have it. You should use this as an opportunity to learn about women and grow as a person." But and she's basically it, just yeah. like, "You got a power and you got to use it." Well, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you could tell no, she's she supposed says to be a bad like, guy. "You should use this for conquest." <laughs> basically, well, not explicitly, but basically, yeah. I don't get the like. Are they trying to say that like? People who openly smoke marijuana in front of their clients <laughs> are bad people. Like, did they just ha- Does she just happen to be a that's bad part, person? That's like, part it's a of weird the madness. I, I guess. I think they just needed to not have him. I, I think they needed someone else to He's, give uh, him license to act the way that he does later. Deniability. That way, it's not his idea. It doesn't come from him, so we don't really blame him for it because we are obviously we blaming do. this. We do, yeah, but it wasn't but it's his mainly idea. Her. Yeah. But then immediately the scene after that, he's walking on cloud nine, thinking about the possibility of yes. dominating all women. Yes, and then he does, but the way that he goes about it is he like immediately goes into starting to understand women yes. more. And that completely changes him as a person. Almost immediately. I mean, basically immediately. The, He's, well, he is listening well, and well, understanding okay, well, okay. and like... He turns a corner on a dime. Yeah. yeah. Hold on, because when you say he starts to learn more about women, it's... He does, absolutely, but it doesn't necessarily start curbing his other no, no. tendencies yeah. immediately. No, he, I'm not he saying that it changes his... beginning to develop an understanding of women's thoughts for the purpose of, of exploitation. Yes. Right. But he like, is... Exclusively. Like when he goes to get his coffee. <laughs> yes, yeah. it absolutely does. But the thing that he is still doing is actively understanding women for clearly the first time in his life. Yeah. And even though he is initially using that for <laughs> evil, which is exactly what he's doing, he's using it for evil, basically, but he is also actively beginning to understand them, which causes the change. It's not an instant change, and, but the process is started there. And he does have a bit of a learning curve because... Mm-hmm. He at first thinks I can read women's thoughts, and so now I'll just be able to use it face value. Yes. But when he goes into that like pitch meeting where he's got to talk about the stuff in the box, yeah, he overhears one of the thoughts of one of the women copywriters in the room who's like, "Oh, they're talking about Advil, boy. I could use one of these for faking a faking orgasm. Yeah, yeah. When I don't want, yeah." And he doesn't think. Oh, that's no, that's not what it is at all. It's the opposite (laughs) of that. Wow. (laughs) Let me find some of those Tylenol. No, he he doesn't pause to think that maybe that'd be an embarrassing thing to drag yeah, out in front of yeah. everybody. So he's just like, ah, Carol, you fake orgasms with your <laughs> husband, right? This would be great. You've never done that once in your entire filthy marriage, We should Karen. definitely use that for an ad campaign. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for it does sound Advil. like a funny campaign. like <laughs> A funny one. Not a good one. We don't know that. <laughs> Advil, mm. have you ever tried the, the, the fake headache campaign? Are you in a dissatisfying marriage? You should try Advil. <laughs> Gentle to enough know. to take even when you don't have a headache. <laughs> did, Yikes. <laughs> did this movie, I don't want to know, did this movie lead to a, sa- a rise in Advil sales? I don't know and I doubt it. <laughs> or Nike sales well, maybe? So, yeah, some, some of the ad ads that they're working on definitely feel like product placement oh because they are they have to be they are but at the same time it's like the advil segment was talking about (laughs) women faking orgasms right the nike segment was talking about how empowering it is for women to wear nike (laughs) yeah i mean you know i I feel like nike got their money's worth a little better than advil (laughs) maybe better yeah but the really problematic thing story-wise that starts to happen here is that he's reading his boss's mind she's having these genuinely good ideas about how to land nike as a client at their ad agency and he essentially because he got to the thought first he's kind of stealing it from her yeah basically yeah making it that it was his idea and she just happened to be thinking the same thing. well even even when their boss shows up it's like in the moment she has it before she has a chance like she has the thought about how to fix an ad that maybe doesn't look she's still kind of right. he reads her mind in the elevator and gets to the art department first yeah yeah she's or, not as confident as he, she is and that's like her main like character fault that he capitalizes he'll just on. blurt it out yeah yeah and then get credit for it when it turns out to be a good ad idea right exactly but he's also using it to read the minds of his daughter's friends mm-hmm. to try to gain 
credit not credibility but like brownie points with his daughter i mean that's even that's after the scene where he like he's out at this point had like a lot of conversations with women and all of that and like started to to really get them and he's in that it's that scene where he is in the lunchroom with all the ladies that earlier kind of hated his ass the thing is in between this scene and the one you're talking about yeah he manipulates the barista into sleeping with him yes to be fair so he is not there yet that was going to happen regardless and and that was well but he was a weird thing because you're right she was horny as hell for him but also he specifically knew which fears to speak to and reach her like hey no i'm not just gonna use you and toss you oh you know i I can tell you're concerned don't worry about inviting me up we can just take things at your pace what happened to the date that they were going to have i just don't think it happened that was a joke date like that that opening scene where he is like not taking no for an answer from her. Right. I think that's one of the the things in the movie that like the most does not play well now. Yes. Like that right. that that whole thing. Like the where he turns it, around it to the still, guy. In the time, it was still supposed to be like, look, he's not respecting what she's saying. Right. But now it comes off as now it is textbook extra, toxic masculinity. Creepy, exactly. Right? Like it is a a well known saying. The gentleman accepts no the first time it's said, and she right. says no like seventeen times in that scene. And then at the and, and then he, and then and his response is like, well, you know, if you don't want to go out with me, you should just be make it a little more clear. Yeah. Yep. And then he, <laughs> she immediately is like, no, I do not want to go out with you. And then he's like, you know what? Why don't we just meet at 10 o'clock to talk about it? Babe, you seem, babe, babe, you seem really stressed. Let me touch your hand for a second. Let's yeah. just talk and about it, this. Oh, and that's, that's not even talking about the fact that when he came into the coffee shop, mm-hmm. he intentionally bumps into a woman that he sees, grabs <laughs> oh, a napkin, yeah, grabs a napkin to wipe the coffee off of her tit. Yeah. And then as if that's not, oh, like, he's doing that just so he can touch her tit. Okay, he then also does the like boob grab squeeze. Yeah, yeah and like she's a very, just like, <laughs> you. <laughs> like, oh man. I guess 2000, 2000 was just a lot longer ago than I feel like it was. I guess. <laughs> or maybe the writers were a little tone deaf to how society I mean, started to change. They, it was two women and a dude. So, like, I don't think that it was necessarily that this didn't have like the women's touch to it. It was directed by a woman as well. So, like, it's. That doesn't mean that they weren't set in their ways because they were a little. It could in their be. Ears. It very well could be. I think it also is to show, like, this is not behavior that is played as though, like, this guy is a good guy. It's. Fair. Although it is also played as, like, this but is admirable not, because the guy, like, behind yeah. him, this dweebish nerd is like, Bro, that was, be your way. He was, that was so inspiring. He wasn't quite that. He had on a sweater vest. Well, he was he was Brian, definitely he had a curly hair. He was <laughs> curly hair in movies is the dweeb sign. <laughs> no, this is early I two thousand. I have curly hair, and that is just the case. <laughs> no, he had early two thousand. It Mel was not frosted. It did not count as cool curly. Okay, I'll, I'll, <laughs> it was not ramen <laughs> hair. It was yeah. It was not Justin Timberlake hair. It was dweeb hair. <laughs> no, but like this. Well, it, it, and and to kind of put a cap on that yeah it comes off as oh look he's disrespectful but it doesn't come off as it might today where it's like oh it's casual sexual assault yeah exactly but Um, the the tone is different because of when the movie came out exactly yeah and so he's met this barista and now we're fast forwarding back to once he's got the powers and he's coming back and he's talking to her yeah they've had the date they go up and this is where we get the (laughs) sex scene that you like your son is there dad why can't i watch like no son (laughs) you're good (laughs) no not listen do not look handcuff my favorite my favorite part of watching this movie tonight <laughs> was you like wrapping your arm around your son's eyes and ears to cover it so he can go, go to sleep go to sleep go to sleep you can't and know he, what a woman wants and him wriggling as toddlers do to get out from your grasp as marissa tomei <laughs> says on screen oh god you were deeper in me than any man's ever been look he's still and, at the end he like, has no yeah. idea what is being said so i wasn't worried of about course. him hearing any of it i was just like i don't i don't need her tits to come out and you just see that let's just let's just yeah you but didn't know yeah well, i don't know what's going when to you saw tits as a kid do you think that like formed you as a human being? i can't say at i don't have memories from like four which is where how old he is but like at seven yeah that would have been like oh hey hey i like those yeah but that wasn't like i'm a bad person now. Like, no no but, I, but, but what I still he is saying like. is his son's too young for rick to start worrying about his erections <laughs> You're never too young to stop. Have you not read you're never too young to start worrying about your erection? That's that right classic after, literature. That's after everybody poops. How, Come on, we're not quite there yet. How old were you when you first started to be like, Mom, my penis is whoring. I don't have to pee. I did I not explain that, that information no. to my mother. Absolutely I, not. I, what are you talking about? I've did you adequately very... hide it from your mother? Like no. the fact that I, I didn't know. To, yes. Yes, I hid it from my until parents. Until I was like 11, I didn't know like. 
Why? Because I was like, why my pee-pee hard? I, <laughs> I don't need to pee right now. Look, when I was young at pools, they would have those jets, right? And I didn't know why that felt mm-hmm. good. But my mom yeah. was like, look, you can't do that. And immediately I was like, oh, boner bad. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah. See, I the did not get on the same page printed. as my mother for a long time. <laughs> I was just like, what are you talking about? It feels good. Why is that bad? <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, no, I, I don't remember a time in my childhood where I was like, Hey oh. mom, you want to talk about the state of my penis? <laughs> well, to be fair, it was to my before parents, I knew to, my, I knew shame. But my, my mom gave did <laughs> yeah, like, that was dudes, my like books yeah. that were Why like, should I be hey, this is them. how this all works. This is what's going sure. on. And she was never like, hey, sex is a bad thing, and you're a bad person for thinking about it. But I was also like, I don't really want to have these conversations. Did with you me, shower so with your this. dad as uh, a kid, a young kid? Like as a very young kid, yeah, like, sure. At standing like, age, I have no yeah, memories no, of it. Like basically, as soon as I was able to, like as soon as I was toddler age, I was washing myself. Okay, and yeah. they and they'd be like, "Hey, like you know, let's smell your hair, make sure you actually wash your hair, right. stuff sure. like yeah. that." But I was, I was clean. Anyway, getting back to the movie, I, why am I talking about my childhood bathing habits? I'm sure people want to hear. Anyway, no. Mel, Mel Gibson Save starts to actually fans. hang out with some of the women in the office yes. in the break room. And he starts to have genuine Aww. interactions with yes. us. I, I thought we were going to talk about the Mar- Marissa Tomei sex scene. We'll get there. Well, I mean, we just yeah. skipped over it. But well, yeah. it w- now is the time if you want to go back into that it's territory. Just, it's just funny because yeah, being able to hear women's thoughts, he's used, he's exploited that to get the date to go this far. Yeah, right. And when it reaches a point where she's feeling uneasy about going up and having sex, he clearly wants to. And so he's like assuading those fears and being right. like, no, no, it's okay. Which in it, turn encourages her to go up and have sex, right. so yeah, it yeah. works. But then this is the first time I think that we really see it backfire yes. for him, where, where she's having like directly bad dogs backfire. at him. Well, right. backfire she, when he's trying to use yeah. it, not well, backfire on it. Because they're having sex, and then well, he has like, a concept of what it means to please a woman, right? And that's very different from what is actually pleasing to Marissa Tomei. Right. And she starts she, thinking about starts like who's on Leno tonight. <laughs> oh God, he said it was a grande <laughs> as if. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. All kinds, like, he's grabbing my boobs too hard. Like, all kinds of stuff. And boobs he's like, still oh, attached. okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he has to run off into the bathroom to like, get his boner back to give, his, to give him a dick pep talk. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is what we do. This is who we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll get him in the second half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. Like, yeah, he, he comes back and like, the, the thing that helps him is that the train is going over and he can't hear her thoughts for a while. So he like, is able to get the confidence back and it works well well and but i think this that is, would make it that would create the opportunity to be literally the ideal lover i mean it and, would, and it yeah. does because in the second half he comes back once he's once he's got things world, started you know, right? like yeah. then he can use pull the hair advantage. just hard enough but right. not too <laughs> yeah. hard yeah well and but this is as funny as it is that this happens in the sex scene this is also i think where he changes to actually to start actually caring what women want as yeah. opposed to just what can I? What can I learn about them to be able to get them to do what I want? I he think starts you're, actually I think caring. You're actually, right. Because yes. in that next scene, that's where he's talking yes. to the women in the break room, mm-hmm. having genuine interactions with them, with people that previously like thought he was a scumbag and hated yeah. him. Exactly. Right. And yeah. now he's actually like joking Telling around, jokes right. talking at the about their life. Expense of men, yeah. like saying like, "You go, girl. Respect yourself. You're worth it." Your boyfriend's he, a dirtbag and he needs to get his act together. Right. He is almost immediately, because this is not long into the movie, he is almost immediately using his powers for good. Like he goes into it initially intending to do terrible stuff. All it took stuff was with, a little bedroom emasculation. And yes. he, it, all it took is a little understanding of where they're coming from and he suddenly sees what his behavior was before and he doesn't lose any of the traits that mm-hmm. he had at the beginning. He still has the charm, he still has the charisma, he still has the like willingness to say these things, but he now understands his audience as opposed to just dominating them and being like taken over and taking over things. Go ahead, Brian. You are allowed to speak. You don't have to raise your hand. The pee hole. Women come from the pee hole. What? Are you <laughs> what are you? About? He, what? he, he figured out where women come from. They <laughs> come from the pee hole. <laughs> I said the phrase like he understands where they're coming from. Oh, the so. pee hole. <laughs> yes, that's what it was, Brian. That was what he was missing all along. Speak. He, but the pro- the problem is that the exception to what you're saying, Rick, is with. His boss. Yes. And we have this awkward next scene where they start to have this flirtatious interaction. Okay, the the 
Dinosaur and that's when, to your point, Brian, yeah. she starts to look at his dick. Yeah. He's <laughs> taking advantage of it. Yeah, yes, he does. But that is played, obviously, for comedy. Like, it's not yeah. It's not it's supposed flirting. to be, like, a weird thing. He's just it's like, like it, it, blam! <laughs> he's making her uncomfortable with how attracted she is to him. He straight up does, like, a dick hump just <laughs> yeah. to make it jiggle Oops. to draw her yeah. eye. Helicopter the, dick. Their relationship, though, as it progresses through the movie, feel doesn't stop feeling weird to me through the, really? through the rest of the okay. movie. Yeah. Because when he's using his telepathy powers on Marissa Tomei, yeah. it's still like, oh, look kind of what a scumbag he's being yeah. using these to to get what he wants from her. And although the movie is showing us, oh, look, their relationship is progressing, they're sure. flirting, they're getting to know each other, it's nice, they're, they start to care about each other, right. he wants to help her out at work, that kind of thing. This is all while in the background he's still like stealing ideas from her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like he's basically been plotting against her and he's also still using the telepathy to like find yeah. out the perfect things to say and so it's still got that like mani- like manipulation it in does. the background yeah. not paid attention to but you still know that it's there. I think the and movie So it just feels a little weird to me even though the movie is Making it very like, oh, it's sweet. They're getting to know each other. They like right. each other, that kind of thing. So the movie is doing a really good job of balancing our sympathy for this character. Because I think that the way that they managed to make this work is that we never see him actively destroy her. They are both succeeding as he is making this Nike campaign work. The closest to it is when he steals the picture for him, but that's done like without even any dialogue. So that doesn't really hit as hard as it would if like we saw him actively doing all those things. It's just kind of as you said done in the background. Well, and, that's and there a really are some scenes thing. where he's like no, you should you should take the lead on the presentation tonight. Exactly. And she's like, like no, 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 you, you And that's a big it. part of what right. what keeps it there is he it is it is never like he is in gunning for her job at the beginning yes. and it is it is not clear when he loses that motivation and decides that he's actually trying to play on the same team but it's somewhere much earlier i think than you would expect yeah. if he was given the character that he is well, and i, I think, think it's it a big part of what keeps us on his side when he sees her feet <laughs> it kind of is. He like peeks in and sees her feet up on the table working mm-hmm. late at night, and he like sees her, looks at her legs a little bit, and then closes the door just so he can peep those little feeders. He closes, but, think, but then he can't bring himself to close all the way on those sweet little. Pigs. I think. Right. Sweet little I think tussies. that. I think that scene is actually really important though because yeah. she like is immediately like I'm so alone, and he doesn't use that against her. He tries to help her with that in that scene well, immediately, and especially because at the end of it, they've had. Like, like kind of a romantic work night yes, working yeah. on on their clients and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, it is a turning point because that's when they're at the cab and mm-hmm. they've had this nice night mm-hmm. and she's having read her weird... mind and she's saying, "Oh, I should just work up the nerve to invite him back to my apartment. Oh, I should just invite him back." Right. And he interrupts her before she gets up the nerve to say good night and walk yeah. the other way. Right. Exactly. Where he... you can see that his respect for her is growing. Exactly. And and I think so. I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself because there's a scene that just the prior time we see them together is where he is interacting with her and she's just beginning to open up and she describes the circumstances. I think it's why it's either why her marriage didn't work out or why her last job didn't work out. Right. Yeah. Were there at the bar? A little bit of at the it's back probably door. Both, yeah. The back honestly, door. Where she's describing how the better I did, the worse that we did. Yeah. I think that's where it's yeah. starting to establish that there's going to be tension based off of who is going to actually succeed here. Right, because she is in a lot of ways, she's absolutely his superior and basically his boss. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's where the seed is planted in his head that you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, and I think that th- I think that's definitely true. And I don't know if that's when he decides that he is going to like try and keep her job. But it the, might just be for the audience's it's, sake. Yeah. It's never a question for him when it, it becomes when it when it is in his power to like let her let go. He is immediately like, no, you need her back. And it doesn't feel like he is concerned that he will no longer have someone to steal ideas from. It feels like he is like, no, no, that's a terrible mistake for the job. That's a terrible mistake for her. She yeah. deserves all of this. And yeah. the movie could play it very differently and it would feel very differently but well, it's also and, and true without her he can't ta- read he's someone's talking mind. To his yes. boss yes exactly who's who's fired her because she's like oh i never needed her i just needed you because yeah. you're the one who's done all this shit I, you know i thought you couldn't understand women but actually you knew exactly what women was, want exactly <laughs> they 
milk the shit out of that line. <laughs> yes, they did. It like, felt like every scene was made for the boy, trailer. He sure is a family guy. Like, I can't believe they ding every time just to, like make straight eye contact with the camera when they said that. <laughs> That's right. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really should have. It would have been so hilarious. So we, we've gotten really close to the end of the story between... I, well, we, we I remember Helen. I don't, Helen Hunt. I don't yeah. remember her. Darcy, Darcy, Darcy yeah, McGuire. between Darcy and Mike. Right. Uh, so let's rewind a little bit and talk about the relationship between Mike and his daughter for okay. a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's also kind of the secondary plot line that's going throughout the movie, where his daughter is fifteen and is dating an eighteen-year-old. Right. Which yeah. is apparently all right. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's weird. Well, I thought it was to weird. me. It sounds really creepy, but then I remember back in high school and I was like, okay, that's like sophomore to senior is yeah. Yeah. the half your age plus seven rule it it is it is weird and it's going to be real weird when he's like 22 and she's 17 it will but be like, weird then but yes. right now it's like uh, okay whatever right yeah it's, it's, it comes off as uh, as he's definitely like when mike sees mm-hmm. that her boyfriend cameron or whatever yeah. is that old he tries to warn her. He's like, "Hey, he's just here, like to." I mean, you can get sex you can yeah. you can smell this guy on the screen. He is a gigantic douchebag for moment one, and he's per- yes. like, he's you are supposed to take that away from it. And I think that the movie does stumble a little bit with this relationship because yeah. the daughter is so like, "Yeah, I'm totally gonna fuck this guy. I don't care what you think about it at all." But when she goes into it, it doesn't feel like his interactions with her have led her at all to like the decision to not bang this guy. But I do like the scene where like you know the the culmination of their yes. relationship where it's hey he comes in and like sits with her in the women's room and is like hey this sucks i get it you know all that right. and after helps her feel better about after you spent the time going dress shopping right. with her and building a relationship that did not previously exist right yeah this is the moment where the storyline comes to a head and well, i, and I this, like and that it, and it shows it in different ways because not only are you seeing him there in the in the restroom yeah he's he's really just sitting there listening and saying and reassuring her that she made the right call yeah um but also like this is the first time that she starts to call him dad instead yeah. of mike yeah. because you know they had had this estranged nick, nick. I, I keep saying mike for some reason. <laughs> yeah the she st- first starts calling him dad because they had this estranged relationship where she clearly did, was like you're not my dad you haven't been around right, right yeah um it is weird to me that in this final resolution at prom, you know, she turns down Cameron and says, I'm not, you know, I'm not ready for sex. Right, I yeah. know I told you that we'd have sex after prom, but I don't think I'm comfortable with it. And he's like, oh, I knew it was. I spent $400 on a limo. I, I spent $400 that, on a dumb This is the sophomore. weirdest thing to me because the way they're setting up, like the way she's talking about, because she was completely cool with having sex with him. She's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I had the big sex talk with mom when I was 11. So like her being like kind of ashamed to admit that they were going to have sex after prom was like, she was going to let those guys run a train on. <laughs> like, that, that's exactly because she was like, <laughs> it sounded weird because the way she described it was him Cameron and, his friends. and his friends had oh. this plan. They rented a hotel. Yeah, I was like, oh, suite. God. Like, mm. <laughs> I think the implication was supposed to be that they were all, all taking their, their girlfriends Yeah, I assume back. now. But Ooh. at the time, I was like, if she if she's not willing to say sex here, but she was willing to just like, like, nom Something on the terrible must like, yeah, I'm going to get railed for prom. Also, like, good job saying no. Yeah. yeah. You, know, no, you, you weren't ready for that. No. It, it is weird that it displays Despite building all of this up where you've seen you're seeing their relationship progress. And I like that even after the nice scene where he's helping her pick out the prom dress, they have a scene at the diner later where it's clear that just because he's been nice for a little bit, it yeah. hasn't fixed all the damage. It is not yeah, picking exactly. up on that. He's like putting on a, a, a new character. Right. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah. And so it feels like at the end when she's having trouble at prom, this would be the perfect time for her to call him. But it's still that information that she's in trouble is still coming through right. mom, through the, the ex wife. Yeah. So that, I, I like that. Odd, that is but. a that is a good de- detail. It's just strange to me that she went from like holy about like no, I'm a fuck this dude to like no, nah, I didn't feel it in the moment. And maybe that's right. maybe that's yeah, true. It's like, different that's not when an you're like thing. staring down the barrel of a forty five. <laughs> staring down, yeah. <laughs> oh, staring down the barrel of a grande. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a four or five. <laughs> anyway, it has a weird little goatee and an ear piercing. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant his penis. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he pulls his dick out. And it's just like his head, but as a penis. It's got this. One of the nuances of the bathroom scene where he's talking to his daughter for like across the mm-hmm. stall walls is that this is actually after he has gone and spoken to 
a woman who was suicidal mm-hmm. in oh, yeah, the office. And he, had, and he had lost his powers. Right. It's, it's weird. Yeah, we haven't talked it so long to act on that. Well, yeah. he thought she was just funny because suicide is a, a really good joke. Oh, I wish I'd use that for my intro bit. <laughs> there, there's a line where he's like, ah, oh, she's funny. Suicidal, but funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, it's, it's this weird moment where it's this... The storyline for this individual, basically NPC, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that they use as a plot device for why it is that he lost his psychic powers, and they still execute it rather poorly, if we're being honest, yeah. because the, it's raining, the he's walking down an alley okay. in Chinatown, and suddenly lightning strikes like one of those well, transformers on, on a pole, and sparks rain down over him, and his... Psychic powers are just gone. Yeah, but how did he find his way there? Because this is very important. Because I guarantee uh, old Chinese 100% umbrella. <laughs> that this part of the story, the C part of the story, was Mel Gibson's idea. And <laughs> yeah, like, why do you think that? Because this is his like his like secret legal, like, I actually got my powers from God in this movie. Because I mean, she was a metaphor for fucking like, the divine. Okay. It, it does That's make as much sense as anything. Yeah, I'll go along with that. It just happens I, to know supernaturally I, where she's located. Yeah. <laughs> I also like that he loses his powers at this point. Yes, this is when he would need makes, them the most. Yeah, it, because he needs it to get back Darcy, the woman he yes, loves. Right. He needs it to reassure his daughter that yes. she's not a horrible fuck up right. and to be a and good And that's dad. my point. He needs it to talk this woman down, not off the ledge, because he right. goes in and she's yeah. kind of just there like in the kitchen. Like it's but, physically impossible for him to be manipulating people because he has the secret information. He has right. to actually right. operate based off mm-hmm. of the, the the empathy he's developed throughout the film exactly the movie has to now demonstrate the change that has happened in this guy and it yes. does an excellent job of it i think like this it it runs through like all the scenes we talked about we have him talking to his boss like i mean like no 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 you need her back and it's not a like i need these ideas back it's 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 i think all of this stuff I need to does take an a leave excellent of job and get out of here because yeah. my head's fucked well yeah. and and this leads us to kind of the culmination of everything uh after all of this has happened he runs off to darcy's house again mm-hmm. basically to win her back right because yeah. She is depressed that she's lost her job. She mm-hmm. hasn't been answering the calls from their boss that would say you got your job back. Right, right, right. <clears throat> and and she hasn't been talking to him as far as like, hey, we had this connection. Are we going to do something about it? Right, yeah. Uh, and so he goes and he confesses that he, you know, he doesn't talk about the mind reading. But right, he confesses but he... like, hey, I've been poaching your ideas, basically like making this hole underneath you to try and get you fired. But mm-hmm. then I got to know you and I'm sorry. Right. And it's weird... The ending doesn't feel great to me because I like. What was I weird like to me that they that get back together, but it's it doesn't perfectly sell it. Like they, well, and, and they there's try a to, lot. It feels like there's a lot of loose threads because you don't know if the boss actually called to give her the job back, right. and it doesn't go into like, oh, now they're working together, or like, it's just very, oh. Well, thanks for telling me, and also I love you, smooch, and then crap. Well, I think right. I think First, what it needed. She's like, well, if what you just said is true. Your You're ass fired. is fired. Which he wouldn't be, is, is part of the problem. Like, the, she, the boss she would wanted try, him. But the boss yeah. think, still thinks that he's the one that came up with these exactly. ideas. Well, yeah, but she, the person she thinks he is right now will accept that he's fired, right. even if yes. he's not fired. So, but I think, so for me, the problem is that the movie focuses too much on like what he has apparently done wrong for the way the movie has set it up. The movie has put too much emphasis on the fact that he has become a good person rather than the things he was doing that were wrong for that to land I think what it needed to do instead is have him talk her up and make her believe that she deserved to have that job in the first place yes. and if she, if we, if he sold us on that I think it would bring the relationship back together in I a better way I think that's needed additionally I think there has to be some element of him oh, no. taking responsibility for some, the shit that he's been yes, doing yes it's just that is front and center in the scene instead of making her a better person which is what his powers have done throughout the movie is help these women get better at being themselves eventually yeah eventually absolutely <laughs> yeah. but like that that has been the course of the movie and he doesn't do it here and i think that's why it doesn't land as well as it could yeah i think it could have benefited from one more scene where he takes that responsibility and recognizes that for darcy to be successful he needs to get out of her way sure and voluntarily not just take a leave of absence he needs to resign yes 
I, I would well, rather them working he could together. Very well. likely work anywhere. He it's a story. Wants. That's how you give it the greatest punch. He can go work somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll be the house husband, Darcy. <laughs> oh, there's got to be another ad agency <laughs> it, in the city. It's just yeah. a scene of him dancing around in the, in the Sinatra hat again. <laughs> but like he's scrubbing the floors this time instead. Let's <laughs> not go too far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie is still really fun. There's definitely some things that land a little bit different now oh, than yeah. when the movie oh, came yeah. out, but I think it's easy to kind of look past those and just see see it for what the movie was when it came out yeah uh i think mel gibson does a really good job i think my favorite part of the movie is i'll pick a scene i really like him trying out all the stuff in the pink box that's, that's a funny <laughs> yeah, scene yeah, it is especially because the first time i saw it, it was unexpected i didn't mm. think that he would he go, was very gung-ho like, about ham about yeah. well because even one or two right like maybe he tries on the mascara and the advil and then he's like all right i'm done with this this yeah. is dumb right but he goes like and he tries on every single one of the things that's yeah. in there. wearing pantyhose <laughs> yeah he's, he's on that pregnancy it. test yeah. <laughs> and what it is fuck? also funny when his daughter and her boyfriend come in and catch him wearing the pantyhose and obviously in a very embarrassing situation yeah, pulling yes. the bra in front of him yeah uh that, that's my favorite my least favorite is i don't know Nothing really stands out to me as my least favorite. I think the ending. The okay. ending is my okay. least yes. favorite just because it feels very abrupt and like there were more things that should have been resolved better. Yeah, yeah. But overall, I think it's a perfectly fine rom-com. It's fun. Uh, it is not super like sappy and schmaltzy as some rom-coms can be. Like it's fun and enjoyable to watch even if it's not Valentine's Day. Mm, mm. And so I'll give it uh, four out of five absent podcast hosts. <laughs> Jesus, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really good time with this movie. I wanted to watch Ant-Man, but uh, you guys were like, nah, fuck you. We're going to watch this dumb movie from the 2000s. Well, you should have <laughs> told us. Ant-Man you should have come out here and let us know. Kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> I think this movie was actually ex- extremely good. I was very impressed with it. I was I was not sure what to expect going in when you guys said that this is what we were fucking watching. <laughs> sure. I, I was, um, the have whole you seen time, it before? I have never seen this before. Okay. The uh, whole time going in, I'm like, man, I really hope this is a good movie. Because I, I could could not really. I just yeah. remember that yeah. I remembered this movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm very impressed with it. I think my favorite thing about it is I think it does an excellent job of doing a difficult task, which is making a guy who is clearly misogynistic a guy that you want to root for through the yeah. entire movie. I think that there is he's charming from moment one, and I think that's all on Mel Gibson's performance. Well, and, Mel Gibson's performance and the fact that they made him an actual character. Yes, and yes. rounded him out with the like. They gave him some positive qualities exactly. as well. Even From though it doesn't balance out the, the shitty behavior. And it's not supposed to. Like it's, it's not supposed to, it, but it's just, this is a person. He's, he's a bad him, person, he's charming, and he's incredibly dynamic. He's, yes. a, he's a bad person you want to root for from the beginning, and that's that's the important thing. You want to see um, him improve. Uh, yes. So... That's my favorite thing. I think my least favorite thing is just the boob grab that he does at the beginning of the movie. Because that's <laughs> kind of cringe. That, it's so too, casual. It's too, it's a, that's, the, that's over the line. What bothered me the most about it was that how cool she was with it. That was weird. That was yeah. really weird. Well, because he's been doing, like, I think he slapped his housekeeper on the ass or something. For like some that. reason, like, that hits he, like, different to me. I think An he, ass like, slap is different from a boob well, grab. Well, one, he backhanded. I, <laughs> that feels different to me. That feels way less wasn't going for the, sure. for the, for the grope. Yeah. Either way, that to me was over the line. Like, that was a step definitely like significantly too far when he was like supposed to be stepping over the line that stepped over the actual line if that yes. makes sense because um, like, it's supposed to be to an extent where the people around him know that it's shitty behavior but kind of excuse it because he's a charming guy exactly right. and, and that's not a flagrant boob grab to a stranger in the coffee shop is does far. not get casually brushed over because he's a exactly, charming guy. Exactly. Right? At least now it doesn't. I it, guess in the 2000s it did. But it like, cringy, I don't even like, think oh, You could just so. be out there grabbing titties. <laughs> you could grab my titty because you're handsome. Like that's <laughs> just cringe. Thank you for cleaning the coffee off my it's, sweater. It's, it's either that or the scene where he just will not take no for an answer in that moment. Like sure. that just didn't quite, none of that played the way that I think the movie at, wanted it to. And maybe it did at the time. Sure. I don't know. I was 11. So like, <laughs> who the fuck knows? Right. But yeah, anyway, um, my, my, I, over Overall, I'm, I think this is an excellent movie, and I, I'm very happy with it. So uh, I'm going to give this uh, four and a half pink boxes out of five. Okay. We didn't talk about the gay scene, did we? Oh, this, the guy who's like really... No, no when he got caught by oh, I, I, yeah. I brought it up momentarily. I where, thought that was a pretty yeah, meaningful scene. It was It was a good scene. I think that it was intended <laughs> like be a hit to his ego that he would have to like claim to be gay in this yeah. scene. Yeah, that's like, fine. My beef is that for the fact that he 
thinks and knows exactly what a woman wants. The only thing that can mean is that he's it's gay. Really apparently. weird. It's a, it is a weird it's scene. It's an odd and it connection is, for Marissa Tomei it's, yes. to assume. It's very two thousands. That's that's She's all I can actress. think about it. Yeah. He said, "Well, because in the two thousands humor." Understanding a woman and being sensitive equals homosexual. Yeah. Yes, because right. that's the only and, other option. And being homosexual gay. was not nearly as acceptable then as exactly. It is now. Yeah. Well, it was very much more the punchline of jokes. Yeah, yeah. like three's a company. Yeah, sure. Uh, my. So that's your favorite part. Of the movie? I, uh, my favorite part is probably. I don't know if you would call it the soundtrack, but just the background music hmm. was like really good for me. Like, okay, it, it not like when actual songs were on, but just the. The, the score the, of the movie. Yeah, the, whatever the kind of music you would have in a porno, but in this. <laughs> what? Or in Jurassic Park. What like, are you ta- <laughs> the score. Yeah, the score. That in thing. a porno or Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park. Well, That's what I heard you know. There's the two the movies same. that, that yeah. Brian watches. <laughs> a porno. Life <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> Jurassic Pork. Uh, I don't really know what my least favorite you part is. You Jurassic Pork and didn't just emphasize the word ass in Jurassic? Jurassic pork. Jerk assic pork. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway. Anyway. Right. Jerk ass tits. <laughs> pork. <laughs> uh, it's, just, it's just the T Rex. Like it's the same T Rex symbol, but it's got tits now. Yeah. The, gira- the Dilophosaurus instead of spitting some poison all over that guy. No, you cut it off right there. Stop it. Uh, <laughs> Newman, no. <laughs> Newman, yes. I guess. I guess my least Man, favorite. Going part. last sucks. You guys are just like st- taking a stick <laughs> blender and sticking into my final thoughts and fucking up everything. I had. I had perfect Brian, plans. Brian, finish your thoughts. Finish my thoughts. Finish. Uh, <sighs> I mean, I, I guess my least favorite part is also the. Uh, the the weird treat like when he really treated women wrong it really rubbed me and you're like when, when he would just like bump into women who were or like the fat chick is like you really shouldn't eat that no, don't <laughs> yeah. eat that fatty yeah I, i'm fine with him being an asshole but like there's a there's a bit much here which i i get that they wanted to right yeah they wanted to make him they the manliest man, man yeah. which is apparently <laughs> the dickhead yeah excruciatingly chauvinistic yes and mildly uh, misogynistic my favorite part i guess that it was actually a really solid ass movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I real I expected there would be a lot more boring parts. Now, like, oh yeah, the sex scene. I remember the sex scene. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was pretty mild it's it's kind of like scenes, when though. we watched Overboard, where we went into it not knowing what we were getting into, but then it turned out to be a, a fun a pretty experience, good movie, yeah. a good movie yeah. to recommend to people watch. We just I, do I feel like in this film, the characters learn their lessons. A whole lot more than they did. Then Kurt Russell did kidnapping. <laughs> His lesson is he did the right thing. <laughs> to be fair, is he got a wife. Right. To be fair, they're she, both at the end of it, she was glad mm-hmm. that it turned out that way. Yeah, yeah. What would you give the movie, Brian? Uh, uh, mm. <laughs> I I want to say four, but I can't bring myself to say four. Okay. 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 So three and a half out of five. Uh, was he was he just too much of an asshole for you to give it a four? Is that where you're coming from? I, I think so. Okay. Like, okay. Like there's a lot I like about this movie, but something about it's still just not quite sure. there for Gnawing me. Gnawing at you a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but Art, isn't the extent to which he's an asshole emphasize the changes that he makes? That's 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 very true. Uh, uh, give uh, it a four. You want four it. out of five? Yeah, it is. Uh, boys without good role models. <laughs> 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 All right, let me try to figure this fucking spaghetti out in my brain. (laughs) Did we talk about everything you wanted to talk about? That is part of the problem. The worst that part. He he is written down there. He he was really excited to talk about T Rex with tits. (laughs) (laughs) So I think that Mel Gibson's performance in this movie was just—he really knocked it out of the park. I think especially considering the time. I mean, this was the early 2000s, not it was the 2000s, 90s. Yeah. The fact that they had him essentially cross-dressing, had his nails yeah. done and everything. That was, I, mean, I don't know, I, I was barely 10 years old technically when it came out, but my intuition looking back on it is that that was a bold move on their part. Sure. And that Mel Gibson really could have shied away from that component, but the degree to which he owned it makes that my favorite scene in this entire yeah. film. 
He was a lot more charming than I remember him being. In most, like most of his roles, he's very much the same guy. So in this, it's nice to have actually have like sure have charisma. I don't feel like I've seen him in a lot of rom coms. Maybe I just no, missed them. I've also not. It's typically like in he's uh, the action guy. The action yeah, star. like Scream I think it's or part of Patriot. Uh, yeah, that's why he's in this movie. Lethal I think. Weapon. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. To help of. round him out. Yeah. Well, I mean, but he he really sold it in a way that I think he could have screwed it up and made the movie crummy at several different stops, but his execution really threaded the needle, and I think he just killed it. In terms of bad components, I think that the way that the ex-wife is incorporated probably could have just completely remained yeah, on the cutting really room floor. Yeah, didn't really need her to be there. Um, the psychiatrist is just such a, a plot vehicle, yeah. but the, I don't know. the the. I can't say that's my least favorite part because the way that it's executed, it, it, it I kind of look on it fondly. Yeah. Just like this woman is clearly out of her mind. Why did she say this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I guess the daughter's boyfriend's kind of cringe. He is. It, yeah. It's just so on the nose that he's just an asshole. I think it could have been developed a little bit better. I'll, I'll say that. Sure. But it's such, it's a minor detail. Ultimately, I enjoy this film a heck of a lot more than I thought I would. And... I'm going to give it four and a half out of five yeah. hair dryers that unexpectedly electrocute your ass in the bathtub. <laughs> so do you think the second lightning thing did any, like you think it made it stronger? I don't think no, it did I, shit. You don't think it did anything? No. I, think, I think Thor just was like, hey buddy, high five. He Zap. got very lucky to get shocked twice and have no bad <laughs> yeah. side effects. It was also weird. He just woke he, up on the couch. Yeah. That he lost his powers by the shower of sparks from an exploded right. yeah, yeah. no that was just a, a visual like yeah god's was, like you can be beggar now you don't need it anymore you don't have to be an asshole it's a, ba- yeah. a baptism of sparks <laughs> if you want to listen to four people who don't have to be assholes but we choose to anyway you can listen to more of our podcasts on our website opinionatedpodcast.com additionally we're on social media at opinioncast on twitter and opinionated podcast on facebook Feel free to reach out to us at our email address, opinionatedmoviereviews at gmail.com. We always love hearing from you guys, whether it's your thoughts on our episodes or suggestions for what we should watch in the future, like our listener request month, which is coming up but was pushed back a little bit because of travel plans. If you get a chance, please leave us a rating and follow us on Spotify. Uh, Between that and you sharing us with your friends, it's the best way we have of getting out to new listeners. We always appreciate you guys listening. And until next time, we're opinionated. Thanks for listening.